0: hello and welcome to pitch perfect um we are a flesh and blood podcast that aims to educate empower and support the female community in flesh and blood i am one of your hosts elaine hi and then we also have melody here with us today as you Kia ora. Can hi. um yeah it's just the two of us today and we don't really know what we're talking about we're just sitting <laughs> down <laughs> We're sitting down. We're talking. This is what we did for the New Year's episode that never came out. Oh yeah. The footage got lost, so we're gonna try it again. We'll probably answer some of y'all's questions um, from that episode that y- you know we answered them, but you didn't hear the answers. So we'll do it again. Uh, but in other news, this is this weekend. It's Thursday right now. This weekend is the last weekend of ProQuest. How have your ProQuest been going so far, Melody? How has your, your flesh and blood career been the last
1: In My flesh and blood career. ProQuest has been amazing. Um I think we've probably seen it all over socials, but the meta is beautiful and diverse. I've mm. played two ProQuests so far. I can't, I'm losing track of time. The first weekend, I think, of ProQuest, I played one in my local hometown, which is in Tauranga, in New Zealand, and I think we had about 18 people, so we had people come from all over the country.
0: How many people? Sorry. 18. 18? Okay.
1: Did, yeah. Did you think I said 80, not 80? That'd be lovely. Well, no.
0: yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell if you said 80 or 18,
1: but... Uh. No, we had 18. All right. And um, I was the only my player which I was like, oh, I, I thought maybe some others from another city were going to come with White, but they didn't manage to make it. So we had a mix of everything. I think we had we had Azalea, we had Brielle, Lexi, you name it, Alden, Bravo. Every single hero pretty much was represented there. Um, I personally did really well. I was just hoping to win one game. I was like, okay, cool. If I can win a game, then I'll be happy. And I managed to place third. Um, so I was pretty excited. It was, I had a really tough, um, uh, match up with Dory.
0: Bloody Dory. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. and that player, he, he ended up winning it. His name's Zach from Hamilton. He's a brilliant Dory player. He's a main, like he's been playing Dory since the beginning of time. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. El- uh, not Elaine. Um... Oh my gosh, your name's just escaped me. She was there too. Adrienne was there. Her and her partner were there. So Adrian was on Briar. Um, and she hasn't played Flesh and Blood for a couple of months, I think. She came second, which is awesome. Oh, wow. We were the only two yeah. females there. Like, none of the other girls came to play, but that's cool. And then, then I played in another ProQuest in Hamilton, which is about an hour and a bit away. And there were... Matt Rogers was there. Dennis was there. Like, there were four Oldham mains. And, you know, pretty much one of the best Oldham players in the country alongside Matt Rogers. And it was just Guardian and crazy. Like, Carol was there as well on Bravo. Um, it was tough. Like, my first matchup was against Oldham, and I really struggled into him on Jeremiah, But I've got some some good things lined up for the calling. But it's really interesting that I think... Ice has been quite prevalent. Ice Heroes, Icelander, Dev Oldham, Lexi.
0: Um, how many people were at that second ProQuest? I,
1: I think 20 they were 25.
0: 25? Okay, so a little bit bigger. Yeah, um, speaking of Ice... They, well, okay, well, yeah, ice has been very prevalent, and I feel like Jeremiah has been pretty um underrepresented, like less represented than I thought she would be. But also, I I'm like just now thinking about it as you're talking about ProQuest. Yesterday, we also had the BNR announcement, so we can talk about that too. Yes. Um, but but yeah, that's the you did really well, ProQuest. I like how you're like, oh, I just want to win one
1: game, just and one, game and third. then yeah, like it was. It was pretty awesome. I Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about you. How have your PQs oh, yeah, been? <laughs> let's talk um, about them. They've been
0: alright. Yeah. They've, they've been all right. Um I've played in three ProQuests and I'm playing in one more on Saturday. Woohoo. <laughs> um the first one was thirty and they they've all been like around like thirty six people, wow. six rounders. Um let's see, the first one I, I bubbled out. Like I've, I've bubbled out at like 10th place at two of them, the, the first one and the last one. Um, so the first one was supposed to be a, a it, sh- it it like we had people join late. So it should have been six rounds with how many people we had. Um, but it was only five rounds because oh. we had started round one before they, they joined. So it kind of just kind of like threw, threw things off. I thought you uh, people couldn't
1: join my... after the, it started.
0: I, I I have no clue. But it just ended up because like when mm. round one started we only had so many people, so it was like five rounds and then more people joined and they were like, Oh well, technically it should be six, but we already started. I don't know. I don't know, but I know <laughs> that we had that we should have had an extra round and I wish we would have had an extra round. Um oh i I'm playing Briar this ProQuest season. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, I'm really loving it. I, uh, uh honestly, like, I don't know. I, I've, I, I've, I don't know. Like the drumline matchup is, is, is one of my least favorites. The wizard matchup that that day, I lost my win it in to an Icelander. I'd beat a Kano. That was the first weekend. That Saturday. And I felt like I wanted to change some things about my deck um, for the wizard matchup. And mm. then I'm glad that I did because the next day I played three wizards, two Icelanders. Oh, really? And yeah, and like my deck performed a lot better with the changes I made against the wizard matchups. I felt a lot more comfortable and I got those games, except one of the Icelanders. It was like an insane game. I was up like 20 life and then they uh amulet of earth insidious chill and either ice vein comboed like three turns in a row when i had all red hands and it was just like this is <laughs> it, it, anyway that was like a really good game honestly if i can say anything about this pro quest season like i've um uh, had really good games of flesh and blood like mm. i haven't played a game and and felt like oh i just kind of lost like to whatever the draw is like no it's like even my losses it's like they they came back and won that game and like it was really impressive to see even as an opponent and um there's been games like that too where like I've come back to win that game and I feel really proud of it um so I've played a lot of good games of flesh and blood uh and yeah so three pro quests one more to try again I've been really enjoying it. I really, ha- I really like, there's been a lot of talk about uh, if this meta is, like, good for new players or not. Or, like, just kind of good in general. But I really have been loving... This is probably my favorite meta that we've had since I started playing Flesh and Blood. Honestly, I've really... I might, You know, people might disagree. That might be controversial. But I've really been loving it. What about you? Do you agree? To yeah,
1: I agree, too. Like, I... I played in the last ProQuest, but I was all shiny and new and on Viz. And I just remember, even back then being a lot of olden, um And to be fair, in my LGS, it's always pretty diverse. Like everyone's kind of like, woohoo, I'm going to go with this hero. But I think at ProQuest, it really showed just how varied it is. And I've seen all the, I don't want to say controversy, but, you know, I've seen the, um, arguments, I guess, around it being a very low-variance meta, so, you know, if you're playing really, really well, then the likelihood is is that you're going to win, as opposed to high-rolling with Stavo or or whatever, but I I do agree that there is potentially low variance, like you know, if you're playing really good people, but I just think that it's healthy and that we've got all heroes out coming out to play that actually have a chance at winning as opposed to two or
0: three. I, f- I feel like I might be um, in the minority in this opinion, but I think that the low variance is kind of good for player base. Like I understand that um, like with Starvo, you can kind of high roll your play, your, you can kind of high roll your way into wins and into like top eights and stuff. Mm. I mean, like new players can, right. I was one of mm. them. I joined First pro quest I went to was with Starbo, and I high rolled my way through wins. You know, um, and I I did that until Starbo, <clears throat> LL'd, and it was like you know obviously skilled players were still winning events, but it was really easy to be like oh my gosh like wow, but it it wasn't until I saw like someone with really great skill take down pro quest, like on a non starvo deck that i kind of realized like oh this is a really good game and like that's what made me want to like actually fully dive into the game uh because it kind of feeds into that idea that like every hero could potentially be viable if you if you uh you know know your matchups really well mm-hmm. and know your deck really well and like that's part of what i think makes flesh and blood like such a good game right is that it, it rewards, it, re, it it's it's a very rewarding game. You know, you, you put in the work, you get the reward. Even if you're not running a meta deck, it could still happen for you. And that's like, that's part of why I love it so, so much. So I don't really like the metas where you can just kind of like high roll your way. Oh, I don't like that game. either. It's horrible. If it's like, technically, like, oh, maybe it's better for new players because they can perform better because they are less experienced. But like, that's what motivated like seeing that is what motivated me to want to put in more work and time into the game as a new player, right not not just high rolling my way into wins, but the realization that if I put in the work, I could be a lot better, and like mm. you know putting in the work, the game would reward me um so I don't know, I don't know i but i bottom line is I really like the meta, I think it's I think it's Same. a good, healthy spot. Segue into that might be changing with this BNR announcement that we just saw. <laughs> <Woohoo>! Like,
1: <laughs> love it.
0: Selfishly, like selfishly, mm. I'm really excited because I am a, a a filthy Briar player, and I know that she'll probably LL really soon after uh, January 30th. Is very like the potential for that could be high. But I don't care because I can just I can just go wild and play her until then, right? And I'm like selfishly I'm really excited. I did not see most of that coming. The Winter's Whale I felt like that came out of nowhere. That yes. like really shocked me. What do you think?
1: Uh, that was I
0: thought yeah I thought maybe Crown but
1: Crown of Seeds but it's a legendary right? I love that they've done that to. Um, Oldham that Winter's Whale is gone like it's a it's such a beautiful card to play right like you pitch you might pitch a nice card they've got to drop everything and then they it's just crazy now you know it's removed that element from the gameplay so I've played a couple of Oldham since that announcement um, the other day I just finished playing one actually but now they've were
0: were you playing it you were playing it, like, without Winner's Whale, like with the BNR? No, and I
1: wasn't playing. I was playing against week. it. Right. Yeah. And so now people have, you know, changed it up with Titans First. Um, and have you seen the deck list in the deck, Elaine, that they're now playing? I think it's Dennis Shang. He was at the he won the pro that I was at two weeks ago, it's the one where Oldham lifes himself up to the eyeballs and runs Sunkiss. Yeah, like... It is horrible. It's not a very fun <laughs> deck to, yeah, but the game I just played, I won. And I was like, oh my God, like Woo-hoo. I, yeah, I really struggle into Oldham, so winning a match, especially the new one was awesome, but I I think that I like that ban for Oldham. I think hypothermia, meh, for Icelander, you know, she's still a boss without it. I mean, it, it will allow people to go a little bit As, wider. Yeah.
0: As a Briar player, I was really happy to see hypothermia go. I mean, my embodiments of lightning actually mean something again. And my I'll never snappies and get hypot and just have them mean nothing. <laughs> her, but really, I hate that card and I hate amulet advice I'm so happy.
1: well I think I oh, still really? think she's she's going to be awesome and I mean yeah like Iceland is still a boss and I didn't really have a problem with it on Dromai like you just Choose your battles right with whatever you've got in your hand. If it's mm-hmm. if you can't use a dragon, then I'll come in with a command and conquer or a knight and strike for seven, whatevs. Um, but what was the other card that was banned? I there's belittle,
0: yes, belittle, yeah, belittle, yeah,
1: love it. No more five freaking belittles, katsu belittles, get out of here. <sighs> I thought I I was surprised at it, but I actually thought it was going to get banned a lot earlier than this announcement.
0: I thought it was going to get banned a lot earlier than this announcement too. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I was happy about that too. The FIs here just they, it they run rampant at every ProQuest I've been to. Like the FI has been like at least a third of the field at all of them, mm. and I, I've made the joke at every single one where I'm like, okay. We should just have, like, two brackets at this ProQuest. Make all the Fies battled out. It can even be a double elimination bracket because it's gonna they're going to be done before we're probably done with our rounds, right? Make all the Fies battled out, and then, like, we'll take the one ultimate Fie and put them in top four just automatically, right? Because Fie does deserve a spot there. It's a good hero right now, but, like, mm. I don't feel like fighting Fies all day. No. <laughs> I'm tired of racing Fies all day as a <laughs> Um <laughs> So, like, my five matchups and my ice matchups, like, I was so excited to see them all get nerfed. Um, But Winter's Whale was the biggest surprise to me. Like, I, I, I guess I wasn't expecting out of the ice cards to get banned. I wasn't expecting hypothermia or amulet of ice. Um, but still, when they got banned, I was just like, huh, okay. When I saw Winter's Whale on that list, I was like, Winter's Whale? What? I felt like there was no talk about it. But then reading, like, the article on it. Um I thought that LSS, you know, they kinda I don't I don't and I, I don't know that it was ever I never felt like a oppressed by it, but then until like I read the the BNR announcement and then started thinking about it and I'm like, that is That's
1: really, hugely oppressive.
0: That is like a really, really good Winters whale. Like I've never been like scared of Winters whale so to say, but that is a really good Weapon and um, you know, with all the
1: other tools and you you know that Oldham has, it's hugely oppressive.
0: I thought it was. They they brought up the point that like this is a like this is a one handed weapon too, and I think that makes a huge difference. Like if it was a two handed weapon, I don't think it would have been as big of a deal. But I've never thought about that before. And the fact that like Oldham can run that and then still run like stalagmite or rampart.
1: So That's to kind give you like how many frostbites kind of really and it's can why you he's get?
0: Doing it. Yep. Exactly. He's, exactly.
1: He has so many tools. So I think Winter's Well is a good start. I'm gonna say start, LSS. Yeah. <laughs> start. But other a than good that, start. Keep yeah, good start. Man. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I think he's in a the the meta's 100% going to change so now I'm expecting in our calling in a couple of weeks to see freaking lifed up Oldham's on 54 bloody life but that's okay you just got to figure out your game plan into them. but it's going to be very Oldham heavy
0: I might be like completely wrong about this and it's just a thought I just now had so I haven't done mm. any research on it but like in my time here I feel like this BNR announcement was the one that like I read that I immediately was like, this is going to be really impactful to the meta. Like, I feel like in my time here, at least I can't speak before I was here, but this BNR announcement, I feel like it's going to shake up the meta more than I've, I've seen any other one do. You know? Aside from like Heroes Living Legend and all of that. But like, mm. uh, you know, like I, f- I feel like this is a pretty impactful BNR announcement. Does Briar VNR run for little? not current i mean like when matt folks um won he 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 ran belittle and it got pretty popular after that but ever but no not really anymore Uh, okay um i haven't seen a whole lot of belittle briar and my deck doesn't run it it's more of like the traditional briar just like go fast
1: Hmm. (laughs) go
0: fast briar (laughs) Sorry, what was your
1: question? I sidetracked. I was like,
0: oh, does she remember at little? Oh, do you feel like this BNR... I was saying that I feel like this BNR announcement is going to shake up the meta more than any BNR announcement that I've seen since I started playing. Mm. Do you agree or disagree?
1: I... I don't know if it's going to have a huge impact on the meta. It's going to... Like, you know, with Oldham, you know, he's going to have to change his strategy up a bit. I think Iceland is still super strong. You know, the Ice Heroes are still super strong without um, hypothermia. Amulet of Ice, like, they've got the, what's the card? I've just, oh, the one that, the three version of Amulet.
0: Arctic Incarceration.
1: Oh, no. Um... No, the Aura. That does the same thing. You fuse, and then the person has to pay to or discard a card. I can see it in my head. And it's got, like, the naked lady in it. (laughs) The blue naked lady.
0: (laughs) She's naked. Insidious. That's
1: it. Insidious.
0: Insidious
1: That's it. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, they still got that, right? Like, that is an incredible card to disrupt. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, like, it is a really good card, but I don't know when one of them are on the board i'm I'm not as scared or it's not as impactful as when both of them are on the board like i'm not saying it's gonna be just like oh she's out the meta automatic win uh because it's not like that Icelander's still gonna be a, a rough matchup and still be very prevalent here but like mm. times like that like combo like I, I think i just have like a little bit of like War flashbacks, so to say, <laughs> PTSD um, from, <laughs> yeah, PTSD from from the insidious chill amulet of ice, ether ice vein, yes, turns in a row combo. Cause like mm-hmm. I could have dealt with it, right? I could have like done something, but no, it's just kind of like okay, well, there's my entire hand, um, three turns in a row, like to have to take like three turns off is just like mm. what? Really I
1: think, like, it's removed um, some threats, but I think the heroes that have been impacted have enough cards available to them to change their strategy without them. Like, I, it is yeah. going to allow for decks that go wide, Briar, fly, fly, you know, it's not going to stop them, but that just means, okay, as a nice hero, what am I going to do? Am I going to fuse and give you five freaking fr- frostbites or whatever? You know, like I don't know if it's going to be a huge change. That I, you know, I'm I don't know what's going to happen. It'll be very interesting to see what happens to the calling and how people are playing. Um, But talking to ice mains, Iceland mains, like Georgia, for example, she's like meh. Um yeah. are just like meh. I'm just going to life myself up and then kill you with my my titan's fist. You know, people just adapt. So I t- I don't know. <laughs>
0: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm just mainly yes. excited, selfishly, um, to get those two cards out of the way just for my.
1: <laughs> I just don't. I'm, I'm so happy that belittle play. is gone. <clears throat> That's probably it, belittle and winter as well. Bring me the most joy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: bullet, belittle. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm excited. Belittle's gone. I don't like. Even, like, playing it, I don't know. Especially it's when they're running of like five of the
1: bas- a, bastards. A
0: boring, like, it's not even that I don't, like, like playing against it. I just, it's, mm. like, kind of boring deck building. And, and just, in my personal opinion, like, even playing a belittle deck, it's just kind of like, uh, belittle, reveal, go search. Like, it's just, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Nah. I, nah. I just think it's a little, meh, meh, meh. It's kind nah. of really good. It is, it is good.
1: very good. I think Fi so now has... to,
0: like, see what else can be done, like, with these decks without Belittle. Because it, it, maybe, like, a crutch is the right word. Um, I just feel like it's kind of like a crutch for aggro decks.
1: Yes, but we'll Fi has Flame that. Call Awakening, right? So, it uh-huh. can still call back. I mean, it's not a blue, it's a red, but you can still use it to pitch, and it is an ash ring. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of stuff they can do, so I, I don't think... Yeah, Fire's still going to go, like, crazy.
0: Yeah. Mm. Alright, um, let's get in... We don't have a whole lot of time, um... But let's ask some of the questions from our New Year's (laughs) episode.
1: Okay, (laughs) it's only the 27th of January? Cool. Alright, let's do it.
0: Yep, uh... Jim from Fab TCG Cards says, What plans do you have for the podcast in 2023? Any chances of a live show at an event with you both together in person? Has <laughs> the female fab community grown over y'all's passing podcasting time? How much? And lastly, will be there, will there be more spicy pickles? That is a many questions at once. I should have just gone one by one. But let's start with the first one. What plans do you have for the podcast in 2023? Um our 2023 goal was. To be We've not met those more, goals. <laughs> more consistent with our release schedule, uh, and we have not been doing a good no, job. No, we have not. No, it, we have not. It is currently <laughs> obviously because we're using episodes from our New Year's <laughs> questions <laughs> from our New Year's episode. Um, but besides that, I will say that Pick Perfect as a. Uh, entity as a brand has some mm. exciting things coming in 2023 that have been in the works for a very long time now and hopefully <laughs> uh in 2023 we're going to make them happen and I don't want to give too much away but we we are trying to move away um, not we're not trying to move away from podcasting we're trying to move away from podcasting being like our main role in the community and getting into some other stuff as to uh, why we created Pitch Perfect in the first place? So we're excited about that. Do you have anything to add?
1: No, you covered that really well. I mean the the consistency. Yes, we're going to be working on that. Um, I'd like to touch on, and I want to put this out there, and we, you and I actually haven't talked about this, talking about it openly. Is and we'd love feedback from everyone. Is we are contemplating a Patreon. Yeah. So we've discussed a Patreon to help, it, to help. Yeah. so just to give y'all an idea, as you may or may not know, it takes a lot of time to edit videos. Um obviously we both work full time. You know, this isn't a pity story like, you know, oh my gosh, give them all the money. But we thought that, you know and a few people have also recommended it would start a Patreon, um, and the money would basically go towards the editing and I don't know how much money we'd make, but anything else that um, we might need for the show. And we would love your thoughts on what you think about that. We're also thinking, well, you know, because usually with Patreons, you have different tiers. And at this tier, you get this much. And at another tier, you get, you know, little bonuses. Um, If you, you know, if you have any ideas about what bonus sort of stuff we could give or added value we could add to a Patreon, that would be amazing. So that's something that we've been toying with.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. If you, yeah, like Melody said, if you have any ideas on things you might would want from a Patreon or if you would even support a Patreon, we'd like feedback on it. Um, Currently I edit these episodes and like Melody said we both work full time my computer is not an editing computer it is just a computer and <laughs> it's it takes a lot of time and that is i'll I'll take full blame for that like consistency with releases because sometimes I'm like oh this will come out and then you know life happens it's like okay this is not coming out for mm. another three days uh, and that is just going to have to be what it is and it's pretty frustrating to like have to accept that reality but it just is the reality so we would like to um, you know float be, the idea be, yeah float the idea of a Patreon so that we can raise funds to, to get someone who knows how to edit in the first place? Do this and <laughs> you do a great a job. Consistent schedule for you guys. Well, the computer that works really well. Of, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> anyway, next question: mm. Any chance of a live show at an event with you both together in person? Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: Yes. When he says I'm any chance, reassured. absolutely. There's always a there's always a possibility put it there. Always a possibility, Leave it at
0: that. Mm. but we have no current plans. But <laughs> Jeez. I'll I'm gonna save some money and maybe yeah. if LSS wants to have any an event somewhere that we could both get to, um, mm-hmm. or an event in New Zealand with plenty of time warning. I'm very excited about the calling Auckland, but I cannot go to that on such yeah. so short notice, unfortunately. But yeah, there's always a chance. Um, yes we would think that that would be really cool and we would also like to meet we're great friends but we'll see Yeah. Um, has the female fab community grown over y'all's time podcasting I want to say I mean yeah, okay well first of all yes I think it's definitely grown just because fab has grown since we started mm-hmm. this podcast um, so I'm not gonna contribute that growth to us but I will say that Melody and I don't i don't think we talk about this very much um but we do get like quite a few messages um from hmm. from um from people being like oh you, i saw y'all's podcast i'm so happy i found this this gave me the courage to start going to events maybe like i found that you guys we do get those messages and that means like literally most of the time i cry i'll be very honest there's some <laughs> very teary messages. like yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. um, mm. And so, I hope that continues, and um, I hope that we can i keep like kind of smacking my lips. that's probably really loud, I'm sorry, but i, I hope right. that uh that continues and and yeah, those messages really do mean the world to us and just kind of make us want to keep doing what we're doing and mm. keep planning even bigger and better things, so yeah.
1: I definitely think the the female... You're right. The female community has definitely grown. I, I don't think that is a direct result of our podcast, but I definitely no, do yeah, think no. that um, we make a difference to some people and that's all I care about. You know, like if we're reaching yeah. a couple of people, that's cool. Um, and if it gives them the confidence and the courage to play or to get outside of their comfort zone, then we're doing what we intended to. So, yeah.
0: Yep. I totally agree. And last question from Jim is, will there be more spicy pickles? Jim, there are always more spicy pickles. Gem. I just had my mom send me some in the mail from oh, Louisiana. More spicy serious? pickles. I Every time I record, <laughs> I have, like, a, a stress Like pickle, like it's just a squishy pickle. I I uh, play with it. I have to fiddle with something, and it is a pickle. So there is always spicy pickles. All right, we're gonna move on to this. Yes,
1: let's move on, please. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Okay, yes. (laughs)
0: Melody, This question, which guys, I'm like, this is what I'm most sad about from that got lost in the New Year's episode because I spiraled for like at least (laughs) like almost. Almost like uh, probably a good like solid five minutes. I yes. spiraled when I read this question. I thought I had, I thought I had like an answer before coming on the podcast, and then I was talking through it
1: mm, and in great detail. I
0: just was spiraling. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so let's keep it like concise.
1: Let's keep our responses yeah, concise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well. <laughs>
0: Our question, oh, is no. not answer, but uh, I right, so the question. The question <laughs> comes from Adam D. Moonside Man, um, mm-hmm. great cosplayer. Mm. He says, "Would you rather fight fifty shock striker sized frightmares or one frightmare sized shock striker?" Melody, take us away.
1: I would rather fight one frightmare sized shock striker. What about you, Elaine?
0: Well, <laughs> gosh, I still, I still don't know. Like, oh, I think no. I agree with you. So originally, I came on here and I was so confident. I would rather size fight fifty shock striker size frightmares, right? Just little tiny things, squish them all. It's fine. And then I started realizing that frightmare like has what? Do, okay, oh so no, we're gonna count the is, heads, Adam. <laughs> no, <laughs> do. On the frightmare card, there is a there is a man on that frightmare on that horse. Okay, in frightmare, there's a man on that horse. Do I also have to fight the man? Because then I'm fighting a hundred little things, and frightmare has three heads, so I'm fighting four hundred heads. <laughs> 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 I'm spiraling with this math.
1: As I, you can imagine, said, listeners, how this wins—that's a
0: lot of heads.
1: Hmm. That's
0: a lot of heads. Yep. That is a ton of heads. Um and, and like entrails like, Yeah, the amount of heads and like if you're also fighting the little man, he can he can <laughs> detach himself, jump off that horse. Mm. Isn't he and, headless though? Um uh, got He's a headless a
1: horseman. So he's not gonna be able to see very much.
0: Oh wait, I have a frame mirror in here. Oh.
1: It's one I prepared Let's earlier. See. <laughs>
0: Oh, here it is. <laughs> this <is the> <laughs> Let's see. He's got a head. It looks like he's got, like, a sack over his head or something. Oh. But Fripear has three heads. Yeah, And he's got a big sword. So, like, if I'm fighting a, a three-headed horse with guts coming out of him and... But birds kind of freak me out, like a giant bird just kind of like pecking at you as you're around <laughs> trying to avoid a big old pecker. You. Like I don't enjoy that either. <laughs> and I'm just really torn because, like, this is a sharp sword, and I got weak ankles already. Oh so, my god! I think I have to go with the bird, even though that kind of freaks me out too. And I'm trying. Not I to think, with I, think the bird, I think I think the bird. It'll be I fine.
1: Do. We'll be fine. Okay. thank right. you Adam for that question oh my
0: God! Adam has another question Okay. Um, what are your 2023 Fab TCG goals? Mine is simply to play more and have a fully cosplayed draft pod what are your mm.
1: goals? This year? that's cool uh, what am I I just want to get I want to improve my game that's all um mm-hmm. I'd like to win a skirmish this year, like I have little goals, like I've, you know, top four, top two, whatever, skirmish, but I'd like to win one, Um, but yeah, really just honing my game, that's, because I've been playing for nine months now, and I'd like to do a little bit better this year.
0: Yeah. Um... I, I think winning a skirmish is is cool. That's a good place to start. I'd like to date you a calling. I haven't done that yet. Um, mm. I, I would like to. I, I I know I'm good enough to, so I just need to, like, do it. Uh, And a fully cosplay draft pod, I'm going to go ahead and take your goal, and also Adam, I feel like we go to the same events a lot in cosplay, so if you're ever trying to organize that and you're at an event and there's, like, Word of that going around being. Organized. You're talking to Adam, right? I am talking directly to Adam right now. Okay. Yeah, all right. 1-800. Cool. Adam, yeah. Uh, that was yes. That was to you, Adam. <laughs> if if you're ever organizing that, please let me know. I would like to participate. Okay. Next question comes from Captive Goat. What Fab release would most excite you in 2023? I want more warrior stuff, especially some adult kasai. So, I talked about wanting a really, really good draft experience in 2023. I really enjoyed the Uprising draft, which I know not everyone felt that. I one, loved I Uprising. Kind of like, mm. I le- I liked it. It was, I think, part of that was like that was my first um draftable set that I was a part of for the premiere, and yes. so it was just like really exciting to be a part of in general and be able to draft with new cards. And I really wanted a good interesting like a draft set that took a new approach to draft and so far with Outsiders that looks like it's already gonna come check off our checklist um but also yeah an adult aside I would be leader of the adult cult I would never (laughs) ask for anything ever again um what about you Melody
1: uh (sighs) hmm I'd like to see more a new Illusionist, which I think we're going to get potentially this year, a light Illusionist. I never played Prism, but after trying out the Iris Droma, I'm like, well, oh, this could work. Um, and I would like to see more Viscerai support. Like the new cards that came out for him in Dynasty, they're Okay. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we can do better for RuneBlades. Um, I am the same as you. I am looking forward to a great, um, draftable set. And I, I'm banking on Outsiders to give us that. I'm cannot wait. Like, and we've got ninjas in there. We've got bloody Katsu and Benji in there. How
0: crazy is that?
1: Like, it's going to be so interesting
0: yeah the the like ranger ninja dichotomy i think is pretty interesting in in the first place but then also seeing like dual classes yes i think should be really i think i think like that sounds spicy i want to draft it yeah all right um next question how much time do we have how much longer do we have you for melody
1: another two minutes
0: that's not a that's not a listener question. That was just.
1: <laughs> and how much more time do we have? yet? I'm not going to be with. I'm not going to be with us for much longer, <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Right, when I said it, I was like, wait a minute. It, like, a listener Everyone question. starts so, freaking okay. out. What? What's Melody
1: uh, doing? Okay, yes, we can get through. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, sorry about that, guys. Melody is here to stay, mm. but yeah. only has two more minutes to record. So we're gonna jump right in. So the next question comes from. Queen Kiki, widow uh, of Arc Light. Um, what? Who were your biggest influences in 2022 um, for Flesh and Blood? Uh, so it does sound uh. right. Um influences is a, a really strong word. There are a lot of people that I grew really close to in Flesh and Blood um, this year, obviously, and a lot of people that mean a lot to me on my Flesh and Blood journey and just now in life in general. Um, but honestly, this is kind of, I think out of a little bit out of left field, but my biggest influence, like flesh and blood influence, uh, the person who had the biggest influence on my flesh and blood career, my goodness, I don't know why they didn't come out right, was Josh Lau from the Card Guys. He's a warrior player. Um, I first played when I, when I truly got hooked on Flesh and Blood, it was with a Dorinthia Blitz deck, and I that was on a Tuesday, and then that Saturday, I went to a ProQuest, and I brought a I made my Blitz deck into a CC deck with Dorinthia, having never played a game of CC in my life, and I did put a lot of work into it, to be fair, um, but it was still a bad deck, because I'd never played CC before, and I didn't understand how to play actual Flesh and Blood yet. Uh, I hadn't even been playing a week. <laughs> and I went to the ProQuest. Everyone said, Dorinthia is not a good hero. This was second second week of the Starbo Meadow ProQuest, right? Uh, the first very first ProQuest season, second week of that. So they said, that's not a good hero. You need to play Starbo. So I did. Um, that very morning, I was already at the venue, put my Dorinthia deck away, bought a box of tails, built a Starbo deck, played the Starbo deck, did all right. I think it went like 3-4 or something. Um, but Josh Lau was at the event, and he got all the way to the finals with Dorinthia. Played in the finals and lost in the finals with Dorinthia. And uh, two of the people I was there with, or three of the people I was there with, made top eight. So I stayed and watched the top eight matches and watched Josh Lau. Um, Yeah, come play all the way final semifinals, i really don't remember but uh basically he, t- he took dorinthia really far and i just watched the perfect craftsmanship of josh Lau play these games on dorinthia i had so much respect my mind was completely open to the actual game of flesh and blood and the idea that you know it rewards you for knowing your matchups and you can take a non-viable hero or a non-meta hero and and do really well with it if you're just creative with it and you know the game really well and you know your deck really well you know the matchups really well and that just like opened my eyes and I was just like oh my gosh this is a good game and afterwards I was like hey um can I was like can I talk to you about your Dorinthia deck I went up and asked him because I was like I I just started playing I wanted to play Dorinthia told him kind of like that that story i just told you and he was like yeah i have to do an interview um because they were streaming it he was like i have to do an interview but um here's my deck i'll be right back he just handed me his deck i went through it when he came back he separated the sideboard to, for different matchups like let me take pictures of it walk me through it it was just like,
1: oh that's a, cool a
0: moment of yeah it's just like them he's a great guy we've met several times since then um and i don't know that i've ever told him how impactful that was for me but just like really that's what kind of opened my eyes to to what Fab was as a game and, and made me want to really keep playing um, and just also open my eyes to like the how generous some of these people are in this community um, so yeah I would say that's my biggest he was my biggest influence um, in Flesh and Blood this past year. What about you? Who's your biggest influence?
1: I don't have a no one's really influenced me like I'm I remember this question um definitely inspired, I think by different players, whether it's um the hero that they play that they do really well with or their play style or their commitment to the game and dedication. um there are loads of people that I'm inspired by, but influence probably not. Um, I'm trying to think of who I find inspiring. I don't actually have anybody off the top of my head. That's Our the end of that question. Is yeah, influences yeah. a big like you know like I don't think well, there have been huge influences for me. No. Like yeah, I, I watch great that, yeah. players, yeah, and I'm like, wow, you know, like the magicians and yeah, they know their decks, they know their matchups, they you know, they're very, very good. Um but that's that's an inspiration to be like, Wow, I'd like to be that good and I'd like to have that, you know, level of knowledge about the game and strategy or strategic thinking side of things, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I guess in that instance, it's just like I don't know, in, influenced the way I thought about the game and, mm. and the um, card game community as a whole. Because my only experience before that was at Magic: The Gathering events, and <laughs> I, like, or I never really, I never played in a Magic Gathering event. Um, I should say that, but like being around the Magic: The Gathering community was my only experience in card games before that. And I never had an experience like that where it was like, okay, I feel, I feel welcome. I want to keep playing this game. This is actually like something, this is, I can see myself here and think of the game differently than I had thought about it in the community differently before. Um, All right, let's see. Lynette, fabled hero in Z, another wonderful cosplayer says, most memorable moment of 2022? I'm just gonna. That moment obviously was very memorable for me, and um, meeting Steve Argyle in Vegas when he turned mm. me an Icelander because he he recognized my Icelander cosplay. That was really special to me. But um, how about you?
1: Most memorable moment. I kind of remember what I said last time, but I think I said the same thing. Um, it's all actually relating to the private messages that we've had come through Pitch Perfect, and there's one in particular that stands out for me that was sent to me personally through my Facebook, and it was from someone who's not in my local scene, but somebody that I know really well. And you and I were we had an episode, and we were talking about toxic behaviour, um, and how you know like how you can deal with it and all that sort of stuff and I actually talked about a specific example and I named the person I'm not going to name them again (laughs) Um, but I talked about you know I had horrible experiences with that particular person and he hates wizards and I wasn't playing wizards but he'd throw tantrums and do all sorts of crazy shit and I, I was brand new to the game and he just Lost his shit, and I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm freaking out and but I called him out on it, so over time we've actually become mates, and you know I'm if I see that behavior, I'm like, no, 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 you step back, <laughs> shush, think about what you're saying, and he actually came up after a I think I talked about it, yeah, he came up after us, I was during a skirmish, actually and said,' you know thank you, and I did really well, Melody be so proud of me and this particular person's behavior had really negatively impacted this other person that messaged me. And he was like, you know, I wanted to quit the game. Um, but after watching our show with us talking about it, um, he felt a lot better and he's like, it's given me courage, blah, blah, blah. Um, and thank you. And thank you for having that conversation with that person as well. So that was my highlight. It was very emotional. Mm -hmm. I was actually at a, I was at an Armory when I got that message and I'm reading it like, oh my goodness. Um, but that's, you know, that's why we have Pitch Perfect, right? Is like I said before, if we can touch one person, that's great if we can make a change. You know, we don't need to have 100,000 views a month. I don't care if we've got 100 people and 10 of those people, it makes a difference. Or one person, cool. We've done what we've set out to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's very special. Um, last question that we have is from Cilia, and it is just 2023 Fab Wishlist. I already said it um, back when we said Captain Go, but my ultimate wishlist, ultimate dream for flesh and blood is an adult Kasai. I will never play a hero <laughs> ever again um, until she hit LL if we had an adult, an adult Kasai. Uh, yeah.
1: That's it, yeah. I don't I, um, Yeah, I don't. There's nothing for me. Like we, that's ca- that's we did talk about one. it. I think you know, having new dragons would be
0: really cool. Nope. Melody, Melody, Melody. You oh, yes. answered this question last time, and I loved your answer. What and did I say? It wasn't dragon. It wasn't dragon. I can't it remember. Was, um, like, uh, <gasps> oh uh, Shiana yes, Shiana. Like, yeah. Yes. please, please. please okay real quick okay okay
1: um so what i'd like to see in 2023 i have a theory that shiana actually has a twin and i've theorized this for a long time and i and i think the twin is dark i think the twin potentially could be you know because she's uh shiana diamond gemini i think it could be like onyx gemini which is another stone Because Gemini's two, right? Usually Gemini, well, it refers to twins. Right. And I don't actually know if Shiana is uh, the good little Shiana that we think she is. I wonder if the twin, I don't know, could be, it could be a dark twin, but I don't know. I think there's some duality going on there. I I don't know. That's what I think. And I would love to see it. I think
0: that'd be And I hope I haven't
1: ruined it, like if maybe that was a thing. Well, that is
0: all the time. Hmm. No, 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 no. You're good. I think that's awesome, and I, I just, I also just real quick, like, we, I, I, I love people who can just like think of lore like that. I don't know. I don't think I'm that um uh, that creative in storytelling. You telling, are hugely but anyway, creative. I, I loved Okay, I said in storytelling, like that oh, is okay. Just a, like, I love um. I don't know. I just, I love hearing people's theories about that stuff. I think it's very creative and I, that stuck with me when you said that on the last episode. So I was like, if you don't say that here, I'm bringing it up. I totally forgot that I said that you've it. You've never heard. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Okay. I'm, um, we're going to let you uh, get back to work. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This
1: was, hopefully it was interesting for, for our <laughs> listeners.
0: I hope so just a, a nice chilled episode we'll yeah. be, we'll be um, coming at with bigger bigger and better things in the year to come and we're excited for it sorry this new year's episode is uh, very delayed mm. but we still wanted to answer these questions because we had a lot of fun answering them I hope you had we fun did. listening to us answer them <laughs> there was um, yeah but yeah so
1: awesome alright kakutu until, until next time bye bye